DJ Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take They want to use violence on Americans We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace Enough with tyranny, we come to take our country back For all citizens, white, red, brown, or black Return her to a form of glory, fix the bloody crack On the ground, fetch it down, it's going down Told me, yeah, she warned me that this day would come I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns I survived that, then I came back to the place I'm from To face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love You can't break me down, I'm indivisible You still see my raps if I was invisible That pepper spray tastes like chicken Here we are, folks Another day Another day where false narratives are above our head we are demonized for looking into something on our own and coming up with our own conclusion we are being told don't believe your lying eyes listen to what we tell you they sandbag us they gaslight us they make it so that we begin to question ourselves we can't even listen to our own neighbors because we're told that they're conspiracy theorists this entire narrative has been pushed on us from day one even before january 6th they began to tell the story we were demonized and vilified because we dared to question some official result some official narrative even though it was rife with question, rife with falsehoods, anomalies, potential fraud. How dare you want to investigate something that looks a little fishy? Just listen to what the mainstream tells you. How dare you think for yourself? One narrative that has been thrown all over the news is one of our guests today. He stuck out from the crowd because he wore some regalia, painted his face, had some tattoos, and wore a hat or helmet with horns. You all know him as the QAnon Shaman, which has a bunch of false narratives twisted within it. The Q Anomaly online, whether you believe it to be true or false or a psyop, a true fact about it is that it got people to start questioning what's going on. So even if it was fake, it had an effect. I have my own opinions about the Q anomaly, but my opinion doesn't matter. If you look into it yourself, you can come up with your own conclusions. And according to today's narrative, that alone is radical. Let's be radical. 
let's look into things on our own, come up with our own conclusions, do our own research, dare to listen to more than one source. Bum, bum, bum. I've been told that Q is a cult. Well, I've never seen a cult that has no leadership, no centralized body of power, and brainwashes its followers to think for themselves. That, in my opinion, is the antithesis of the cult mentality. To think on your own, to question everything, to come up with your own conclusions, to do your own homework. Now, whether it's real or fake, that's for you to decide. I'm not going to have a conclusive answer because I'm just one source. And I've never, from the onset of this entire ordeal, never tried to push my narrative as truth. We just show you multiple sides of the same subject and allow you to come up with your own conclusion. But today's guest, I would like for you to hear what he has to say. Believe it, don't believe it, that's for you to decide. As American as apple pie, as American as peanut butter and banana with a little bit of honey. Uh-huh. Based out of South Carolina, America first, American made, America grown, American harvested, no communist bees guaranteed. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. It helps keep America's working. It makes freedom taste oh so sweet. Completely raw honey. Wildflower, not clover, because you don't need luck to find this good honey. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Give the Donald a squeeze. Why do I say that? Because the bottle looks like Donald J. Trump. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Use the promo code FREEDOM. Let them know that Pi sent you that little sweet deal that you're looking for to start your day, to brighten your day, and to maybe even make a pie for your leftist friend. Build some bridges. And then when they say, ooh, this pie tastes so great, show them the Donald Trump bottle. Collectors. And watch their head explode. A little love and unity. Sweeten the deal. To help build bridges with those that might not agree that the orange man is the sweetest deal to come in 2024. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com Promo code FREEDOM Hey friends, family, patriots, is is high and on also known as the infamous joseph thomas out here rolling truth again with a very good person that everybody will know because he is known as the QAnon shaman however he has a message much bigger than the little peasley j6 stuff that has been taking over the news headlines we are honored to have jake angeli here with us today so I want to hand him the floor. Jake, thank you for coming on. Um, give us a bit, a bit of background about who you are and then share the, your message with the world. It really all depends on what you want to know. I'm um, a Navy veteran. I was in the Navy for two years. Um, I was administratively separated for refusing the anthrax vaccine. I got a general charge under honorable conditions. So I was refusing vaccines before it was cool. Um, I... Um, worked with kids for six and a half years. I've been practicing shamanism for 10. Um, you know, uh, I've been dressing in that regalia that uh, people saw on January 6th for over 10 years. And, um, you know, uh, I'm a 
lover of humanity and the earth and the environment and i seek to save all of them from these globalists and their uh plan to take over the planet well certainly honored to have you on sir and uh you know i i got a lot of love for you right there cuz i'm also a navy veteran and uh you know one shipmate to another bravo zulu for everything that you've been doing fighting for truth for long before this uh globalist takeover tried to hit our nation So what is it that you would like to to share with my audience today? Well the funny thing is that this globalist infiltration has actually uh it's been a part of our system for quite a long time. What's happened is that the American people have largely been asleep wheel. We've trusted the political establishment whether it be the right or the left, the Bushes or the the Clintons or whatever to uh America's best interest at heart to have the people's best interest at heart and clearly they are loyal to this new world order agenda. I mean George Bush's father went out came right out and said it. Obama was in office. He was talking about giving surrendering our rights uh, to an all-powerful international sovereign. So this is something that has been going on for a long time. What it is is that the truth of global corruption is becoming more obvious. and i think that it's very indicative that these people are pushing this agenda so hard now because they think that there's nothing that can stop them or that they think that this is their last chance it's it's one or other or maybe it's both simultaneously and i think that as more and more people wake up we're going to realize that the true quote unquote revolution is not so much a re- at all as much as it's an evolution it is an evolution of human consciousness it is an evolution of our psyche it is an evolution of our perception of reality and actually why i practice shamanism because that's in in many ways what shamanism is all about is evolving as a individual and helping humanity to evolve as well So we're not supposed to own nothing and be happy. I thought we were all supposed to eat zebucks. Really funny how these globalist elite, they it's it's do what I say, not what I do with them. It's rules for thee but not for me. These people are about, you know, carbon emissions and and climate crisis and all that stuff and yet they and their corporations are the largest contributors to ecocide, which is the destruction of whole ecosystems. to the mass extinctions these people are the largest contributors to the parasitic socioeconomic and geopolitical systems that are in fact destroying the planet and they expect us to live in 15 minute cities ride bicycles uh accept their digital currency no longer use gas stoves and uh to to drive in cars that are able to be shut down from a satellite of soaring above our heads the and then at the same time they have the audacity to tell us uh that they have our best interest at heart when clearly they don't well i wholeheartedly agree with everything that you're saying and you know climate change is just completely debunked especially in the uh perpetrator being our carbon footprint you know this is the thing that they constantly push especially because It is a scientific fact that one volcanic eruption that happened in uh 2017 put more 
greenhouse gases, carbon monoxide, methane, et cetera, et cetera, into the atmosphere than in all of the history of, of all of humanity. A single volcanic eruption put up more yeah, than and, we all have. I'm not a believer in the climate change agenda. Um, I do seek to save the environment from the very real ecocide and mass extinctions that are going on. And it's, it has nothing to do with CO2. It has everything to do with what are called anthropogenic chemicals. Those are man-made chemicals that do not biodegrade. And because they don't biodegrade for thousands, if not tens of thousands of years, and nuclear radiation over a hundred thousand years, uh, because they don't biodegrade, they do something called bioaccumulation in the environment. And they bioaccumulate to toxic levels and to the point where these, these ecosystems become unlivable to the point where the microbiological life in the soil or in the water ends up going extinct. And it is from microbiological life and its basis as our the, the microbiological life is the basis for all life on this planet the only way plants can grow is if they have a symbiotic relationship with the plants and the uh, with the microbiological life in the soil the only way that you can have micro uh, uh, organisms in in fresh or salt water is if there's a biological ecosystem so largely the issue is that these corporations that are claiming that we have to do something about our carbon footprint are the same corporations creating these chemicals that are causing bioaccumulation to toxic levels, making ecosystems unlivable and collapsing what is called the micro ecosystems inside of the soil, inside the water, which creates macro ecosystem collapse, which is the, the plants, the fungi, the animals, the insects, etc. And, you know, bees, the, the die off of bees is a huge problem because without bees, we don't eat, bro. The pollination is key to our food chain. And, you know, the, I'm, I'm a huge proponent for the survival of the, the honeybees, especially. And quite honestly, when it talk, talk, excuse me, when you talk about the poisoning of our microbiome, uh, you're actually, you might not realize it, but speaking a little closer to home than you realize, because I live right next to the train derailment that happened in East Palestine, Ohio. And we are dealing with mass die-offs die of major animals, livestock, uh, family pets, as well as the toxicity that's been put in through the air, our water, and our soil. And the way that they disposed of those toxic chemicals was by dumping them into our local rivers, um, letting them leach into our local streams and then digging up soils for the immediate area and then dumping them into a whole air, uh, new area that it was not contaminated before. And so they're just spreading that mass contamination from one community to the next. And this, this is something that is widespread. You know, people that are screaming about climate change never say shit about deforestation, never say anything about the toxicity within the microbiome and they, they don't push the, the real agendas because their agenda is to gain control and to tax us with this whole carbon footprint or you know social credit score systems, whatever you wanna uh, push onto it. So, I mean, you're, you're speaking a lot of truth there. Yes, and I'm so sorry to hear about what happened to you and your community over there in East Palestine. And it is, it, to me, it's, it's evidence that these people don't care about the environment they don't care about the people. They care about profits. They care about power. 
And I mean, Buttigieg, the man could screw up a wet drink that he does, he has no idea what he's doing. And I mean, to me, it's so clear as day, but the Operation Mockingbird Media has virtually everything that can be done to obfuscate and marginalize these very real ecological disasters. And, you know, what happened in East Palestine, very, very clear evidence, in my opinion, that there is a, uh, a, very, a very high percentage of neglectful people within the climate, quote unquote, climate crisis, climate change community. Because, it, you know, if they really cared about the earth, they would have been screaming about what was going on in East Palestine. And, you know, my other thing is, is like, okay, so if, if creating ecological collapse is as easy as a single train derailment, and the thing is, is that the chemicals in East Palestine, like you said, they're spreading. They're only spreading. They're, they're making the mess larger. If, if it's that easy, then why exactly are we still creating toxic chemicals? Why are we still manufacturing these substances? And it's because the socioeconomic and geopolitical systems which govern our lives profit from these manufacturers' production. They profit from uh, these chemicals being used in industrial society. So my thinking is, well, you know, if if we are living in a society willing to literally basically like shit where it eats, then we have become the problem, not the solution, or these corporations more so have become the problem and not the solution. The, you know, I'm not a military. big fan of Michael Moore at all. I don't like Michael Moore, but Michael Moore did a documentary called Planet of the Humans. And in this documentary, we showed and proved how all of these uh, climate crisis, global warming uh, organizations that are claiming to want to save the planet are actually just spending money from everybody and building these massive organizations that aren't doing anything at all except taking people's money. And his film was banned. It was banned from all the streaming platforms. It was banned from Redbox. And so it just goes to show these people will eat their own if they don't toe this line of pretending to care. Yeah, and believe it or not, the military actually had a few cars of a chemical that was classified that they still won't release what it actually was um, on the on that train. And so who knows what the long term effects are going to be on the rest of society, not only within that area, but also the areas that are encompassed by the cloud of toxins after they had burnt it and it went into the ion of uh, the atmosphere so i mean yeah it, it, like i said what you're you're saying before truly hits pretty close to home and i i yeah. can attest 100 to, to what you're saying to the rest of america as well i want to offer a solution though see this is something i really have a problem with regarding both the left and the right is and, and i'm not just talking so much about operation mockingbird media as much as i'm talking about the voters and the politicians is they complain about the problems all the time but nobody's offering solutions so here's a solution are you familiar with bioremediation uh, yeah, they do some something like that with, uh, you know, wetland reconstruction in, in a bit of a way. Okay. So 
as far as I'm familiar with it, bioremediation is the use of plants or fungi to basically convert what would normally be toxic chemicals or radiation or whatever into a organic and biodegradable fungi or plant that absorbs these toxins and then converts them into organic material. So we could actually clean up the mess in Palestine, Ohio. If they just figured out what mushroom would eat the uh, toxic chemicals that were spilled there instead of burning it, if they just would have figured out what mushroom would eat it, then they could have easily just impregnated all of the soil and, and all of the surrounding area with those mushrooms. And then it would have taken, a, it would have taken weeks but eventually it would have just totally the ecosystem. And I, are you familiar with what are called Superfund sites? Well, Superfund sites are sites that have been declared unlivable by the United States. They're literally so toxic that they have been like quarantined and people are not allowed to build there. They're not allowed to live there, etc. Now, there are literally a of Superfund sites all over this country. There are literally thousands of Superfund sites all over the world. And it's because of corporations like Monsanto or corporations like the, uh, like what was the name of the guy, the, the, the train that, that derailed? What was that? Uh, Norfolk Southern or something like yep. that? Yes, sir. Norfolk Southern. Yeah. It's because of corporations that that are dumping this toxic waste everywhere or you know don't care about the effects of glyphosate on like Monsanto on the ecosystem etc that we are in the with all these superfund sites so we can really just totally transform the planet with the with these microbiological life form uh, collapses and use mushrooms use uh, like in Chernobyl they they literally just like spread cannabis everywhere because cannabis is a bioremediator of radiation it absorbs the radiation and lowers the levels. so there's all sorts of very real solutions to these problems but it's quite clear that the current administration or the globalists or whatever they don't care about solution they care about profits and power Right, and they also push the Hegelian dialectic of here's the problem, we're going to tell you how to react, and now we stand here with the solution that doesn't actually fix anything, but we end up losing more power, more money, more rights, etc. And so then the fact that people are too blind to do their own research and uh, find a solution that can actually be something of help, uh, they just listen to what they're told. And so in, in all honesty, I mean, it, it, we need more Americans like yourself, uh, Mr. Angeli, because too many people are just listening to the globalists for the solution when they don't realize that they are the ones that are causing the problems and then telling us how to react. So we need to start thinking for ourselves. And, you know, the, the mushroom, by all means, the, the species itself, uh, the plants itself, the fungus, whatever, have been able to completely restore entire areas that have been decimated by either toxicity or wildfires, etc. Um, one thing I did notice after the um, East Palestine train derailment, I tend to grow a pretty large harvest of morel mushrooms on my own property. And after this train derailment, they did not come up. I had maybe five mushrooms in my entire property that I found when normally I'm, I'm able to feel wheel, a couple wheelbarrows full. And so wow. that 
toxicity in the air kept them from coming. And so hopefully that's not going to be permanent because I love eating them. They are absolutely delicious. Uh, but in that same sense, there is most likely something that would be able to help restore the soil, get back the proper proper nitrogen process, the proper bi microbiome that's going to be needed for that. And so, you know, you're, you're barking up the right tree there. Pardon the pun. No, totally, bro. And, and the thing is that, like you were saying about the, the carbon tax, what the real goal of this climate crisis, climate change agenda is, is to digitize every single one of our appliances, all of our vehicles, um, every single bit of our lives, including our currency so that these globalists can then control every aspect of our lives and their illusion of a climate crisis as a means to roll this thing out and i think it's quite clear to anybody that's actually paying attention that that's what's going on what's really sad though and it's kind of somewhat depressing is that you know people like bill cooper talked about this a long time ago people like david ike will about him he predicted this stuff over 20 years ago and everybody labeled them as conspiracy theorists even alex jones was talking about this stuff a while ago and now it's here so we had people telling us what was going on now what happened is is that we had way too many people under this mass hypnosis where they believed the mockingbird media before they believed somebody that was basically trying to tell them no there's there's really evil people behind all of this and that comes down to this uh, effect that the television screen has on our psyche and on our subconscious mind you know what i mean no absolutely and we need to resort back to being able to think for ourselves and stop looking at the you know the almighty screen god to tell us what is going on um, let, let's take a step in a different direction. Um, I am fascinated by your shamanism. Can kind of explain to my audience what that means and then how how did you come about getting into that? Like, how did you become a shaman? What brought you to that point in your life? I've always been interested in shamanism, even since I was a child. I, I knew that the shamans knew something that we had lost in the Western world in particular, that they had figured something out and they knew some form of secret knowledge that made them dress the way that they dressed, you know, hence the horns, the face paint, the tattoos, that they knew something that allowed them to gain access to a higher level or a higher dimension of perception and knowledge. And so I've always been curious about it. And ever since, 2012 I've been on this path quite feverishly and very intensely and I've got over a hundred of tattoos I've got you know all this reading I have under my belt all these lectures I've listened to under my belt and I am largely self-initiated now that is quite rare shamanic community for the most part people are initiated by a elder shaman of sorts um, and shaman is a Siberian or a Mongolian term that just means the one who knows. And so it's it's not exclusive to men. It is a, a male or female thing because male or female, they can be the one who knows. And when it means what they mean by the 
is it, I think it is in regards to the plants that can heal, the one who knows about the spirit realm, the one that has this knowledge that most everybody has the capability of knowing and learning, but has chosen to go down the path of normality or the path of um, uh, mediocrity. Because uh, I think that if anything, shamanism and the path of shamanism, while it isn't for everybody, it is actually what is normal. It is what human beings were designed to do. We were designed to experience and explore these higher dimensions of spirit and self, these higher realms of light and electromagnetic activity. So being that I've been on this path for over 10 years, I have accumulated vast amounts of knowledge that goes beyond the use of words, knowledge that is on a whole other level that I could explain to you in words, but it would be insufficient compared to the experiencing of these things on your own. And I think it's really, it's really tragic that a lot of people have believed that the shamans are superstitious or that they're crazy or that that they uh basically because of modern psychology and because of modern western materialism they the shaman has been marginalized as uh, superstitious or even as you know some people might say mentally ill because they experience these other realms of being and frequency that we're all connected to we're just not conscious of it so what you're trying to say is that you're not necessarily a quote-unquote witch doctor you just focus more on the humanistic beliefs of lifestyle a naturopathic way of healing and medicine and a holistic understanding of nature balancing with humanity well witch doctor is a western term for i think it was given by the british um these colonizer types that came over to the, the, you know, the Americas and stuff uh, or in Africa and didn't understand. Yeah. That was so, actually my, that was actually my attempt at being facetious. Um, right. I, I know right. you're not. Oh, a yeah, I, know, I'm just, I, know it, I know you weren't calling me a witch doctor. I'm just saying that, that it's really, it's really sad because you know, and I, this is, this is something that I've said many times throughout the years is that our founders did a great job establishing a constitution and creating a, uh, three branch government system that had never been done before. But I think that the vital aspect to our civilization that they are, were missing and we still kind of are is the native American perspective. The way that the natives lived was in harmony with the, with the environment, in harmony with the others in the tribe. The, the, the very first representative republic in the Americas was actually the Iroquois in Northern America, in, in Northeast of America, bordering on Canada and like uh, the Northeastern portion of the United States. And they started out with five nations, with five different representatives uh, going to centralized location and basically conversing about how they could maintain their allegiance to one another and the Republic. And these representatives actually had the best interest of the people at heart, unlike what we're dealing with now when in Washington, DC. But um, 
eventually they got two other nations to go along with their republic. And so it eventually became from five to six to seven nations within this uh, republic. And um, it's the Native American tradition was the missing puzzle piece to this notion of freedom because the Native Americans were more free than the Europeans ever dreamed of. You know what I mean? What happened is that the Europeans came over here and they tried to bring the mentality, the materialist mentality of okay. Europe of uh, with them. They tried to bring that and fit that like almost like a, uh, they tried to graft it onto the American continent. And that was a very large mistake, in my opinion. I think that, that, like I said, the Native Americans were more free than any Europeans could have dreamed of. And unfortunately, because of that freedom, they stood in the way of American expansion. And um, was it Andrew Jackson and his Indian Removal Act was just inhumane. I don't agree with Andrew Jackson on many things, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I agreed with him on the whole gold standard thing, but the Indian Removal Act was just atrocious and evil. Uh, Andrew Jackson was also a slave owner, and the, a lot of the slave owners in the South called themselves Jacksonian Democrats because Jackson founded the Democrat Party, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I actually might need to look into Andrew Jackson a little bit deeper. I'm not familiar with that history, but I mean, yeah, that's uh, unfortunate that our nation has had some some black marks in its history. Um, fortunately, through trials and tribulation, we have improved uh, slightly more in the Western civilization side of things um, and less towards the, the holistic living. Um, but on the bright side, we can only move forward from here. What is something that you would give a message to your fellow Americans as to the state of our nation and where we should maybe <laughs> where we should maybe focus our attention? Well, obviously we can't change the past. And I don't think that we should drudge up the past. Um, you know, we, we, we don't want to be a plunger. We don't want to bring up old shit. Okay. But what we do want to do is recognize the mistakes that were made in our history and ensure that by learning from those mistakes, we don't repeat them in the present or the future. So if we look at, for example, the reservations, the Native American reservations, dude, it's, the, it's a perfect example of what happens when you have a group of people that is dependent upon the federal government. And if you look at what is happening in Washington, DC, I mean, they only have 10 square miles that they're responsible for, nine square miles that they are responsible for. And look at the crime rates, look at the pollution, look at the corruption, look at what's happening in the DC jail. Look at what's happening um, every day in Washington, DC and tell me, oh yeah, these people wanna take over, they wanna be responsible for the rest of the country. They can't even take, take care of less than 11 square miles. And they, and they have the audacity to try to tell us how we're going to run our lives. They have the audacity to uh, try to govern our day-to-day -day habits and tell us how we should live and what we should eat and what we should drink and when it is that we, we should be running our appliances and et cetera. Um, so in my opinion, 
we have become far too dependent on the federal government. We and that goes for every state in this in this nation. We've been we've become far too dependent on this notion of centralized authority. And in the process, what we have done is we have handed our loyalty over to institutions and the individuals within those institutions to govern our lives. And that was a very large mistake. I think independence is the solution. And I, when I say independence, I mean, for example, did you know, and a lot of Trump supporters don't know this, did you know that in 2020, Donald Trump declassified three patents that could revolutionize our uh, socioeconomic and geopolitical systems for ever afterward? Uh, which patents were those? Well, the patents were um, applied for by a guy named Salvador Pius. He, uh, the patents were released uh, by the Navy and Trump declassified them. One of them is a um, zero point energy engine. Zero point energy, bro, is the future. It's basically extracting energy from the vacuum of space. And because everything is infinite in, 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 it, in the amount of energy it, that it has, you know, within a cubic centimeter, there's an infinite amount of energy. And if we could just harness that energy that's in that, that space, then we could have infinite free, clean energy for millennia but and so the government has had these patents the government currently has five to six thousand disruptive patents ones that they have classified and said these would be too quote-unquote disruptive to the economy when in reality what it is is that it would be too disruptive to the monopolized quote-unquote free market which isn't anything it's anything but free at this point because these patents are not allowed to make their way to the free market and emerge as a better source of energy. The other two patents that Trump released, one was called a room temperature superconductor that allows the zero point energy engine to function without overheating. And we talk when we talk about the zero point energy engine, we're not talking about something that is massive like the size of a nuclear power plant. We're talking about something that's the size of a small box that could power a whole home could power a whole city and, and having these things all around the country would make each and every single one of the grids that these things are powering completely energy independent no footprint whatsoever in the ecosystem and entirely clean and infinite totally independent and far less fragile because all it takes is one EMP or one coronal mass ejection, and we are literally knocked back into the Stone Age for over 200 years because these things will fry the circuits that we use in order to keep our grid going. Finally, the last patent that he um, declassified was what is called a TR3B. TR3B is a triangular shaped craft that uses what is called inertia propulsion. For the layman, that's anti-gravity. And it slow, it basically reduces the G-force on these craft, allowing them to fly at speeds that we have thought are only reserved for science fiction. So if you combine all three of these patents together, we become not only an independent energy independent, we not only become a safer and more stable grid, we not only become a safer, faster and cheaper transportation system uh, or supply chain or whatever, but we also 
become a space-faring species. We're talking about making colonies on the moon, making colonies on Mars, going to different star systems. And we're talking about doing so in record time. We don't need to use rockets. Rockets are so 1969. No, absolutely. And, you know, I'm actually familiar with some of these these patents. Like, you know, there's a, the piezoelectricity uh, induced high temperature superconductors, which is what you were mentioning for basically the room temperature. But the, the terminology is a bit different for superconductors. But also the zero point energy, actually, um, many people might know, have zero moving parts it's based off the geometric designs of different materials using the resonance of of the area so whether it's the the vacuum of space or using the specific frequency resonance of the earth to generate energy uh on, a, on what we would consider a free base uh, a free base level um to power whatever systems it is like these are things that have not been released to the public yet but like they're legit and you know, looking at some of the, the patents online, um, you know, many might find them under what is known as the quote unquote UFO patents, but they have nothing to do with, uh, you know, spaceships and, and the aliens, and little green men. They're just technology that we as a society have not been able to uh, harness in even the slightest bit um, in the mainstream, but they're out there and they are legitimately backed, functioned, paid for, and researched by the Department of Defense, the United States Navy specifically, um, as well as, you know, electromagnetic, electromagnetic field generators and, you know, methods to generate electromagnetic fields in, in areas that we never would able to do it before. You know, it used to be a patent belief that an EMP could only be created with a nuclear explosion. Um, but now the Navy actually has aircraft that can fly over a country and create an EMP, throwing that nation into, you know, a, a stone age, wiping out all electronics. And it's just at the push of a button, a single aircraft can fly over a country and just completely wipe out the electric grid. And those are things that, that people, lay people nowadays would never even be able to comprehend, but it's here, it's now, it's happening. They use it. They actually use utilize that in the um, Iraq war for Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2003. And I've seen that with my own eyes. Like they, they have aircraft that can create that. They also have aircraft that can make a single plane look like 50 on the, the um, enemy's radar, or they can make 50 planes look like a single little single engine Cessna because they're able to manipulate the radio frequencies that are within it within the air like before they receive their target and, and bounce back to the the radar systems that read them um so yeah absolutely i've am very familiar with what you're talking about and whenever you're speaking of um coronal mass ejection solar flares like these are things that happen on a daily basis but we are actually in a cyclical pattern every twelve thousand years to have a solar micronova put us back into the, the ice age basically and wipe out half of humanity and this is based in physics this isn't some weird internet conspiracy theory well six thousand years ago was what is known as the noaa event or the china event which caused the worldwide flood before that it was the younger driest period and and before that it was the you know other ice age and mass extinction events in our history we've had several i think four or five mass extinction events that have happened that have basically reset humanity as well as reset probably 70 to 80 percent of the species on on the earth 
wiping out, extincting about four or five percent, but knocking the rest of them down to minuscule levels where they have to start back over. And this is a cyclical thing. This isn't uh, some weird one-off event that happens. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can add credence to everything that you're stating. Yes, and it's because it's it's relatively well known if you do your research. And I mean, dude, Nikola Tesla came up with his Tesla towers or his Tesla coils over a hundred years ago. That would give us infinite, free, clean, wireless electricity. But that was suppressed. That was uh, not only suppressed, he was smeared in the media that the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and JP Morgan owned. His work was sabotaged. His labs were destroyed and burned down and he was ostracized. Well, Westinghouse told him, if you can't put a meter on it and charge people, then I don't want it. You know, he said, I can yeah. give free energy to the world without wires. And they said, screw that. We want to charge people. Yep. Because their phone, their focus once again was on what? On profit and power. So this is why I'm bringing this up. This is the direction that we have to go. This is what we need people to be talking about because we as the people are far too reactive to the Operation Mockingbird media and their divisive propaganda. And we are allowing them to dictate what it is that we talk about. We are allowing them to dictate what it is that we think about based on watching this hypnotizing propaganda bullshit. And once we, the people, start talking about these things which are very true and very real, then and only then will we start to experience some relief from all of this. Will we start to change the dialogue and therefore change the world for the better? Because the whole reason why the globalists are winning is because they control the minds of the masses. They control the minds of the masses through mass hypnosis, through neuro-linguistic programming, which I'm not sure you're from. Are you familiar with neuro-linguistic programming? No, I actually am. It's basically words that make your mind fall into a kind of a hypnotic state, alpha wave state to, to cause you to think in a certain process. Um, Obama. Yeah, well, it's using linguistics to pattern the neurological patterns in the brain and then arranging that pattern in a way that affects the subconscious mind to influence the conscious mind and its perception of reality. Through the pollution in the water, pollution in the air, through the pollution in the food, through the electromagnetic pollution with the cell phones and the TVs and all that stuff, through all of these things, what has happened is that our collective consciousness and the individual's consciousness has been inhibited from growth. It has been pulled and slowed, it pulled back and slowed down to control human consciousness, to keep us from ascending into these higher dimensional levels that shamans have been exploring for thousands of years. So what is it that you would like to give uh, just a brief message to America to pull themselves out of the cognitive routines that they have to be able to focus on these types of priorities. Stop watching the Operation Mockingbird media. Stop trusting the wrong people, the wrong institutions to do the right thing. Start trusting your own intuitive wisdom. Start for yourself. Start knowing and believing that you are extremely powerful as a as a spirit 
being as a human being, you are extremely effective that just because you don't have a camera in front of your face or a microphone in front of your lips, you are, it doesn't matter. You are extremely effective. And that is the lie that we have been told that unless we have a camera in front of our face, unless we have a microphone in front of our mouth, we are not effective. And that's just not true at all. And also when it comes to the, the left, because I imagine most of your listeners are people on the right. When it comes to the left, do not view them as your enemy because then you create this polarized exchange with them. You must bridge that gap. And the only way to do that is to stop feeding this propaganda divisive agenda by arguing over the things that you're given on television. Instead, start talking about the zero point energy engine that was released to the public. Instead, start talking about Nikola Tesla and his infinite, free, clean, wireless electricity that could free all of us and make it to where we don't have to pay an electricity bill anymore, to where we don't have to use these uh, electromagnetic pollution cell phone towers anymore, to where we don't have to worry about even natural disasters. And I'm not talking about geoengineering with chemtrails and Doppler radar facilities. What I'm talking about is using these Tesla coils to control the ionosphere in one way or another so that we could steer hurricanes away from cities, so that we could dissolve tornadoes or steer them away from hitting large population centers. What I'm talking about is creating uh, or using these Tesla coils, these Tesla towers to create rainfall over crops so that we don't have to worry about our crops being watered. Uh, what I'm talking about is using these Tesla coils to uh, green the deserts and to transform the planet into a massive, beautiful garden of Eden. What I, these things are what people want to know about. Talk about the TR3B. Show them the patent. All you got to do is go to my Twitter. My Twitter is at America Shaman, at America Shaman. And I have the patent for the TR3B up on my Twitter page. You can easily find it and then look it up yourself. You can look up the zero point energy engine and show these people, no, these things really exist. Why aren't we talking about this? Why isn't Donald Trump talking about this? He's the one that released the dang patent. He should be like all over the place with this because this actually offers us energy independence. This offers every man, woman, and child, not just energy independence, but a very real future. Start talking about a cure for cancer because guess what? Republican and Democrat voters alike both agree that if there is a cure for cancer, which there are many, if there is a cure for cancer that has been concealed by the government, then those patents or those cures should be released to the public in spite of the effect that it will have on big pharma. So these things are things that everybody can agree on. And once we start talking about the things that we can agree on, then we can really start unifying and moving forward. The globalists want us divided. They want us at each other's throats because then we're not then we're not attempting to hold them accountable for the evils that they're perpetrating on all of us in future generations. That's actually something that we promote here on uh, Freedom Unchained is unity on both the left to the right, because it does not matter what side of the aisle that you're on. 
we all have the same unalienable rights. We all deserve, you know, proper medical care, fair justice, prison reform, justice reform. We all deserve due process. Uh, we all deserve to be able to procreate within the life that we have to the best of our abilities, whether that is the free energy or if that is better technologies to improve the lifestyles that we have and incorporate them within our day-to-day -day lives and knowing that those patents are out there unfortunately corporate magnates that want to hold us down through their profit slavery um keep those away from us i mean how many people have been killed and their patents destroyed of those that can just run a vehicle off of water or something more innocuous even than that and yeah, so yeah. because of the oil you know conglomerates that want to keep pumping fossil fuels at us now uh, with this being said though because we can all unify left or right on many of these issues one thing that myself we focused here on because of the whole j6 thing which i'm not going to go into your your time at, at at january 6th um is prison reform and justice reform are would you be willing to kind of tell us about the incarceration that you had suffered because of your participation in january 6 and how that has affected you your family etc yeah so i have a lot of um things to say about prison reform and justice reform um let's start with this idea that if the government wants to they could detain somebody for up to three years and they don't i mean all they have to do is say that the person is a flight risk or that the person is a danger to society and they can keep somebody detained so that right there is like whoa that's not what the founders intended however i've have you been to prison uh no unfortunately i was very fortunate and was not incarcerated other than the few hours that i suffered being processed booked by the u.s marshals um, in my past, I did a year in state penitentiary, but that's not federal prison. Um, but because of well, this, I was really bond after my just, arrest. Are, the state prisons are in some ways worse than the federal. But well, yeah, I, I did do a year in, in federal uh, state prison. But when it comes to the J6 charges, I have 12 charges, seven felonies, five misdemeanors. But I was awarded bond upon my arrest. And the last two years, as my audience knows, I've been out here being obnoxious and being a thorn in the side of the establishment, screaming from the rooftops for the, the justice of everyone else. I'm actually in the middle of my trial. It just ended today and I just got my verdict, but I'm not gonna put that out because I want this episode to be about you. Okay, well, uh, you know, God bless you. I hope all works out for you. Um, God is great. So, so um, look at it like this. There are very real criminals out there. Anybody that has been to prison knows that there are, there are good people in prison that made bad choices. And then there are real scumbags. There are real dirtbags, real obnoxious, mean-spirited, self-centered assholes in prison. And many of them belong in prison, okay? However, if we are intent on locking these people up for their crimes, is locking them up and institutionalizing them solving the problem? Well, only temporarily because they are eventually going to get out 
Yeah. yeah. If we're gonna be this institutionalized jerk who hates the fucking system, then when they get out, are they gonna what? reform and go back to being uh and go and go back into society as uh, upstanding citizen very very few of them will do that what they will likely do is go back to the life of crime with a different type of approach i mean there's a lot of people that have said when i was in prison that you know <laughs> that it basically is like college for criminals. They go in with, you know, a uh, high school education in crime and come out with a college degree in crime because they're around a bunch of criminals. So Yeah, the recidivism rate is is shameful for sure. Right, and it's well and it's because the system itself is not designed to rehabilitate as much as it's designed to incarcerate. And that, in order to really make some headway, that has to change. But the thing is, a lot of these guys have been neurolinguistically programmed from a very early age to believe that this is their life and that's just the way that it is. That there's nothing else that they can do. And then society, in large part, reinforces this stigma by giving these individuals a feeling of being judged and marginalized and hated. So it's very, very difficult for some of these guys that are actually trying to get their stuff together. Now, the fact of the matter is, if they are actually truly, honestly attempting to reform and trying to get their, their act together, they can do it. And in particular, in the federal system, they have halfway houses, they have programs, they, have, they kind of show you where you can get a job and stuff like that. So there is stuff that they are doing to kind of change all of that. And the First Step Act was a good first step to the justice reform in the federal system. However, when it comes to things like, are you familiar with the conspiracy charge? Uh, yes, fortunately, I was not actually charged with that. But un unfortunately, many folks that we've had on this show or uh, folks that cases I've been following for quite some time have been charged and or found guilty of the seditious conspiracy. Well, it's not seditious conspiracy is another type of conspiracy charge. Yeah, I imagine it's just a part of the statute. But the conspiracy um, charge is basically it's like, from what I understand, it's almost like a thought or a speech crime that the government entraps you into saying something. Or and the funny thing is, is that like, what's crazy about it is that like. It's very difficult. It's very easy for them to quote unquote prove in a court of law that you were conspiring to do something because all they need are two witnesses to say, yeah, that's the guy. He said this, or he did that, or he did this, or he brought me that or whatever. And it's very difficult to disprove. So it, now this, the conspiracy charge was largely created so that they could go after the mob. And so it has been used to put very bad people behind bars that were doing very evil things. However, it gave the system tooth and claw that they have used on other people that are not mobsters. And I don't think that the founders would be very happy about it if they found out that the government that they founded 
what created a charge that could basically uh, get somebody locked up for thinking about or talking about a crime. Well, it's very Orwellian. You know, 1984, it's a thought crime. The uh, And, you know, we've actually seen within the Enrico Tario case and many of the, uh, the Proud Boys that they were charged with conspiracy and then convicted based simply on a wink and a nod. And, you know, that is just very un-American um the overreach and the the broad language of the statutes that are used against americans it's unprecedented we've never had anything like this in our history and it's unfortunate to where we're at but i wholeheartedly believe that we will be able to move forward from this and, and improve uh make changes for the better for the discrepancies that we have within our legal system based on this now, it's, it's my understanding that when you were incarcerated, you were thrown into solitary confinement. Is that correct? Yes. Now, there, the reason why the government said that, uh, the reason why the government did that is they said that it was for COVID. And then they said it was for administrative segregation for my quote unquote safety. But they also didn't have me in administrative segregation when I was transited to Oklahoma or when I was sent over to Colorado for a psychological evaluation so you know it to me it's just it's like yeah all right whatever give me a break i i don't i don't buy their reasoning but that's what their reasoning was how many different how many different prisons were you moved to well i wasn't given what they call diesel therapy where they move you around every couple of months just to mess with you what happened is that i went I was detained in Florence first, then they moved me to Oklahoma for a night as I was being transmitted or uh, uh, as I was being uh, transited to DC. I went to DC, I didn't eat for 11 days because they weren't feeding me organic. The judge gave the court order to feed me organic, uh, an organic diet, the DC jail couldn't do that. So they sent me to Alexandria. I was in Alexandria for about five months or so. And then they sent me over to um, Colorado for a psychological evaluation for about a month. Then they sent me back over to Oklahoma. I stayed in Oklahoma for a night or two. And then they sent me back over to Alexandria, Virginia. I uh, then from Alexandria, Virginia, I went back to Oklahoma after I was sentenced. I spent about three weeks there. Then I went to Stafford, Arizona. Now, really quick, I wanna say this before I forget about it. Part of the issue, Joseph, is that we as the people do not fully understand the problems that we are facing and because we don't understand the problems we can't fix them we don't understand the the complexities and the nuances to the legal system we do not understand the complexities and the nuances to the bureaucracy we don't understand and therefore we don't understand the complexities and the nuances to corruption and how it is that this stuff works. And because of that fact, what has happened is that very real uh, disinformation has bled its way into a lot of these patriotic communities where where they don't understand what they're talking about. And I'll give you an example. So when I got out of prison and went to the halfway house, that was three weeks or so after Tucker Carlson aired his footage, all right? And there was a bunch of people in the media, even in the Congress, Republicans and stuff that were rah rahing and, and, and celebrating because they believed that Tucker Carlson's footage and McCarthy giving it to Tucker had something to do with my release when it had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Yep. 
we actually what's that we actually yeah we actually put out the truth on this show that tucker had nothing to do with it that it was already scheduled and arranged and understood that that was the the process that was supposed to follow it was just a very profitable coincidence for them that they released it right before you got transferred and a good friend of mine mel holly is the first one that i know of that actually broke that story um for uh for the truth of your your movement from from the incarceration to the halfway house which don't get me wrong we were extremely happy to see happen <clears throat> because we knew that it was going to be a bit of a relief for you both physically and mentally as well as your family um but that is not a piece of wool that was pulled over our eyes and my audience uh has known about that from day one well thank you for that you're you're one of the few um it it's and so to me, it's it's just part of the it's showing part of the problem because, you know, even people within the mainstream outlets of the uh, independent journalists were decrying uh, Tucker's and McCarthy's hero ship. And it's like, well, no, dude, you know, like, I mean, all you had to do was do your research. All you had to do was look into it a little bit deeper. And this is where we get into confirmation bias, which for those, uh, you know what confirmation bias is? Yes, sir. Okay. So I, I, I never know how informed the audience is that I'm, that is listening. So I are um, smart SMRT. <laughs> so, um, confirmation bias has largely distorted people's view of reality and people really want a win. When it, it, with a lot of this stuff and they're willing to accept things they're willing to accept very real falsehoods in order to feel like they won because they don't understand the nuances of the situation and you know look it's it's hard especially when we are feeling demoralized especially when we are feeling like you know nothing is going our way but it's essential that we not allow confirmation bias to pull the wool over our eyes or skew our our perception of reality because then that can also be used against us in a very real way so we're hitting the one hour mark and i very much appreciate your time and i, I don't want to take up too much of it because i know you are enjoying the bliss of your newfound freedom if you could give a message to america as to what our nation needs to become what would it be what our nation needs to become is a united front that is pushing for and toward the future in a way that um you know these globalists they think not just decades ahead they think centuries ahead and in order to solve our problems we're gonna have to start doing the same and what that means is that we are going to have to start thinking about how it is that our actions today are going to affect the seventh generation, how they're going to affect seven generations ahead. And that's why I continue to push and see in my mind the success of this zero point energy of the TR3B, of the Tesla coil technology, of Dr. Reif and his machine and its cure for cancer, of vitamin B17 making its way all over the country so we can cure cancer before it even gets a chance to rear its ugly head in people's bodies. 
and, and metastasize. I'm seeing a very bright future and I would ask people to do the same and be willing to work toward that bright future, to see what it is that I see, to, to hear and believe what it is that I'm saying. And I, you know, I have, uh, my, my, uh, my Twitter is at America shaman at America shaman, go in there and follow me on Twitter. And I'm going to dispense my videos that talk about how we can do this in an extremely peaceful, loving, forgiving manner. We cannot see the solutions to our problems through anger and hatred. We cannot reach a brighter future through a divided nation. It is not us versus the Democrats. It is not Democrats versus Republicans. What it is, is it is the people versus the globalists. It is the people versus the very real nefarious forces in the spiritual realms and here on earth, the sub, those that are subservient to these evil spiritual forces. It is the people versus those negative forces and their puppets here on this planet that are the, are the real issue. That's what needs to be stopped is those puppets and their systems of, de of depravity, their systems of parasitism and their systems of subversion and control. So that being said, independence is the future. Healing is the future. And the only way we're going to do that is if we unite. And the only way we can unite is if we start talking about these other issues and stop allowing the Operation Mockingbird media to tell us what to think and what to talk about. The most important thing that we can offer the world is our best selves. And if God has placed a person in front of you, then you are, they are placed there for a reason and you are God's representative. So don't go yelling and screaming at him. When was the last time that you changed your mind because somebody was yelling and screaming at you? Instead, stay peaceful, stay calm, stay understanding. And instead of spitting facts at people, try to formulate what it is that you want to say to them in the form of a question. So yeah. instead of saying the Democrats are corrupt or the Democrats are pedophiles or whatever, you could say something along the lines of, well, do you believe that our government is corrupt? Yes or no? The Socratic method is extremely effective. And I agree with what you're saying a hundred percent. You know, we need to educate ourselves to help edify one another. Now you are infamously known as screaming freedom. Yep. What does that mean to you? Like, what does America mean to you? Freedom is priceless, but it's also fragile and it must be protected because it is so fragile because it, it is so priceless. We must remember that we don't, we don't fight because we hate what's in front of us. We, we fight because we love what we are protecting behind us and freedom is the natural state of all things. And you know, if you don't use your rights, you lose them. So speak freely. If you are not a felon, practice your, uh, right to bear arms freely. If you are being shadow banned or subverted or marginalized or deplatformed, go to the information platforms that will not do those things. Quit going on YouTube, quit bo boycott YouTube. Just like we boycotted Bud Light and uh, Target, 
Start boycotting YouTube. Start boycotting Facebook. Don't go on these platforms. Let's watch their stocks tank. Let's watch them take billion dollar hits. You vote with your money every day. We've been, we've been fooled into believing that we only vote every two to four years, but you vote with your money every day. That's why they wanna control the currency. That's why they're trying to do digital currency so they can control where you spend your money. Take your power back. You are an immensely powerful spiritual being. You, have, you are capable of moving mountains if you have enough faith. Ye are gods. Have I not said this before? Ye are gods. That's Christ right there. These things and greater you will also do. Start believing in yourself. Stop selling your loyalty to institutions, whether they be churches or governments, whether they be media outlets or they're false idols. Start believing in yourself. Create your own little road show. Create your own little uh, podcast like what Joseph has done. And don't worry about how many people you have following you because it doesn't matter. What matters is if you have the right people following you. It's about potency. It's about quality, not quantity. So do all of these things and do them from a place of love. Do them from a place of peace because we cannot forge a better future for ourselves or our children without love, without peace. And forgive, forgive those who persecute you. Pray for those who persecute you. For if you only love those who love you, what reward is there in that? Amen to that one. Now, a uh, quick question on, uh, you, you mentioned being in DC. Did you partake in their singing of the national anthem at a nightly basis? I was not in DC for that, unfortunately. I was moved but to Alexandria, Virginia, but I heard about it. I, I admire what they had done because it shows that they have the American resolve to understand that our country is much greater than a single administration. And it's a way to protest the current administration while still showing love of nation. And one thing that I had done is I pushed that campaign out into the public, asking America to sing along with the January 6th inmates, as well as other defendants and their families to show that they are not alone in this fight. You know, I, I call it the Sing for Freedom campaign, Sing the number four freedom. And I ask every American to sing the anthem every night posted online to help bring awareness, to show that they're not alone and to bring uh, more eyes, hearts and minds into this this fight for true justice, due process, etc. And we've been doing this since early summer 2021. Um, and it's helped to change the environment of this entire J6 movement to the point where even Donald Trump himself got involved with his Justice for All song. Um, but you now, have become... Wait, do you know the story behind the national anthem? I do actually, and so, when I so asked that was to... written while they were captive on a British vessel. Yeah. So and think about that, and think about the fact that we are only captive in our minds. Their spirits were not captive, were they? Right. And they the fort that the British Armada was using as cannon fodder. Um, they said if they lowered their flag to surrender, then they would end. But every American in that fort ran up and grabbed a hold of that banner and held it in the air proudly knowing that they were facing certain death but yet they were willing to stand proudly for a greater cause than themselves which is something that every american needs to remember and that's why we, they chose the anthem that's why i pushed it out into the public but I, I wasn't sure if when you were in dc if that was the time frame uh that Richard Barnett had started and then other other patriots in the gulag um, kind of picked it up 
but uh that my, I mean, obviously remember that the fact of the matter is that non-violent non-cooperation with evil is the only thing that has ever worked to change things long term I mean, look at what happened with Gandhi in India. Look at what happened with Martin Luther King Jr. here in the United States. Look at what happened in Romania when they united against communism peacefully. This is the only solution is to change our minds, to use what Gandhi called soul force. And yes, the singing of the national anthem is extremely important. But so is doing so from a, a, a place of peace, not anger. From a place Amen. of love, not hatred. Absolutely. You know, love and unity is what is going to win this. It's us yes. uniting across the aisle. Left, right, up, down, doesn't matter. We're all Americans. Believe it or not, I actually end every one of my episodes with the same phrase. It's the Brandon administration ain't got nothing on we the people because we're americans and it's going to stay that way and what that means is that we are greater than a single administration we do not consent we do not comply with who is currently in power but we have made it through much worse and improved on the other end with the civil rights movement with manifest destiny with every aspect in our history now we hold have on a second having- just let you know manifest destiny that's andrew jackson and that's that's this whole uh, Native American Removal Act thing, the Indian Removal Act. So I'm just My letting apologies. you know. I'm just giving you a heads up. Manifest Destiny is the is the antithesis to divine providence. You yeah, know, um, absolutely. And you know what? I am not a history major, so I will look more into that because you know I can admit where I might have misspoken. But my point with it is that we have had tarnishes in our history. And because of people that have stood up for things that are on the right side of history, like the civil rights movement, where they were tarnished and houses burnt down and killed, attacked, smeared in the media, thrown into jail, etc. Back then they were hated, but today they are revered, respected, and seen as on the right side of history and helped to perpetuate our country into the next level of improvement. We're not perfect this is still. The other thing, uh, forgive me, I, I just want to say this really quick while you, you bring up the, our history. And that is the, the abolitionists, the people that were trying to get rid of slavery, the modern move to get rid of and to bring light to and uh, to stop human and child trafficking is the modern abolitionist movement. And Amen. I think that that's something that everybody, Republican and Democrat, can get behind. And so like if somebody is trying to create common ground between these dueling factions of society, you could easily say, well, are you against slavery? Yes, of course I'm against slavery. Well, then are you aware that there are over 40 million people, men, women, and children currently being used as slaves all over the planet through what we have labeled human trafficking? And do you believe that that has to end? And everybody can say yes to that. That has been a huge proponent of my advocacy long before J6. Um, I would hunt down those that created that type of material and spread it online and turn them into the forces that could actually end and shut down servers and throw people into jail. Um, and also have helped to track down actual human trafficking rings. More specifically, uh, we've actually found one going through Houston International Airport 
um, to where they arrested um, several people and saved several children. And it was simply because of the determination of several folks online to say, we want to stop this you know, bane on our existence. And that is actually brought about by the whole Q movement. So whether folks agree, disagree, think it's fake, think it's real, it started a movement of people worldwide that wanted to focus on the tragedy of human trafficking and modern day slavery and to save the children, quote unquote, hashtag. You know what I mean? Like that, that was what that was born from. And so whether people agree with it or not, it has made a global impact into helping to right the wrong that many aren't focusing on, especially because of the modern day bread and circus distractions that we deal with on a daily basis. Now, with that said, Margaret Mead once said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. In fact, that's the only thing that ever has. Absolutely. So, you know, we are um, the pioneers taking the arrows here. And I think that, and this is part of the reason why I advocate so much for nonviolent non-cooperation, because yes, our founders had a revolution and they won our country from the British. However, the thing is, is that because it was done through violence, which I understand why they, you know, they tried every means that they could that was peaceful to, 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 to not do that. But because it was done through violence, a lot of the problems that they were facing then are, are re-emerging now. And so if we look at the history of nonviolent non-cooperation with evil, what Gandhi called soul force and the use of self-suffering, willingly suffering so that others in the future don't have to, then we really get into how we can create long-term change and, eliminate, and, and, and limit or eliminate the negative karma that is associated with using violence to even for a good cause. It's so important that people look into Gandhi's work in India, that they look into Martin Luther King's speeches and what it is that he did here in America. It's so important that people look into what happened in Romania and the fall of communism and that we use this. Now, really quick, I, I know we're, I don't know how long you wanted to go with this, but I, while I still have the, you know, while I still have you here, um, are you familiar with the fact that Washington DC and pretty much every single Capitol building in the United States is built on ley lines? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Okay. And they did that for, uh, for, for a purpose, you know, they're yes, uh, because energy this, and yes. Now with that being said, imagine for a moment, if instead of just going to a random place in our cities, imagine if we we assembled peacefully, exercising our right to peacefully assemble, being using our freedom to show up to these capitals on these ley lines on a weekly basis to pray, to put positive energy into this grid system that is being controlled by these tyrannical oligarchs. Imagine if we went onto these ley lines and we started talking about zero point energy. Imagine if people had signs that said, we want zero point energy. And then they had the number for the patent. 
on the sign. Imagine if we, they, we want the TR3B or we want Dr. Rife's machine cure for cancer. We want Dr. Rife's cure for cancer. B17 is the future for killing cancer. Imagine if we had signs that said Tesla wanted to free the world and give everybody infinite free energy. Imagine if that was what we were talking about on these capital ley lines. Imagine that there, bro. We are no longer reacting to the Operation Mockingbird talking points, to this divisive propaganda. We are essentially going on the quote unquote offensive in the minds of the American people, in the minds of the public. And we're bringing these solutions that everybody, Republican and Democrat voters alike, can agree upon. And when we bring this to the ley lines in particular, when we go there with love in our hearts, with peace in our minds, with unity and community being the goal, then we really will begin to change the world in ways that we could not fathom. We are not going to the right locations to do this. The Capitol buildings and the grounds, the Capitol grounds more so, not so much the buildings themselves, we don't want people going into the buildings, but the grounds where these ley lines are is this place where we should be uh, exercising our right to peacefully assemble, to exercise our freedom of speech. That is the location. So think about the power of if every Saturday, for example, every Saturday, because it's a weekend and you know obviously people work, every Saturday at noon, everybody all across the country met at their capital to talk about these things and to hold these signs. Eventually, the Operation Mockingbird Media would have to report on it. Then we control the narrative. Then it's our talking points that people are talking about, not theirs. Do you see the power in what I'm saying? No, absolutely. You know, zero point energy is something that is, is here, it's there, it, it's real. We need it, but more importantly, we need to zero point our own energy together as one to speak under the same banner of freedom, the red, white, and blue, in the locations where people can hear it and that energy can be transferred to those that can affect change and to affect the actual change within our nation. And I, I wholeheartedly can agree with what you are saying. Um, before we wrap this up, is there, how can my audience help you with your endeavors in the future? Well, go and follow me on Twitter. That's number one at America Shaman. That's America Shaman, at America Shaman on Twitter. And then you can also go to my website. I have a website called ForbiddenTruthAcademy.com. We have all sorts of great stuff. I have free courses. I have a podcast that's also free to listen to. Um, we have merchandise. We have um, consultations. We have, uh, you can book me for an interview. I also have my books for sale on my website. Um, we're going to be bringing my art to the website because I am an artist. I have a lot of paintings and stuff. Um, we're also, um, also, you know, we have a rumble, um, forbidden truth Academy on rumble. Uh, we're going to be posting all of our podcasts on that. Um, I also have a give, send, go. I, I'm not the type to put my hand out, but if people just want to donate, they could go to give, send, go, uh, forward slash free Jake. And they can do that if that's something that they want to do. Um, what matters yeah. most to me, though, is spread the message. That's how you can help me. Spread this message. Take what I've said to heart. 
believe the things that I'm telling you and be a vehicle for positive change for ourselves, our children, and the seventh generation. I'm, I'm sure you probably don't know because I'm a small fish in a big pond, but I have been promoting your Give, Send, Go for about a year, maybe a year and a half on my website of singforfreedom.us. That's sing, the number four, freedom.us. And uh, if anybody's interested and want to help out, just find Jake Angeli right there. Unforgettable picture. Your horns are beautiful. You're the horniest J6er I've ever met. Uh -huh. And by far, uh, every little bit goes a long way to help him, to help restore his life and to get back to where he can actually help restore this nation. And we certainly appreciate and commend you for everything that you have done, that you have represented. You know, some people made some bad choices on January 6th, but it is always appreciated when America stands up and says, enough is enough. And we wanted to give a voice to our representatives to represent us. The tragedy is on their end because they ignored the voice of the people. Jake, Amen for that. I cannot thank you enough for giving me your time and to share your message with America. It has been a long time coming. People have been wanting to hear your voice and hear what's in your heart for a long time. And we are so glad that you're finally out, that you're finally done with this mess. And we look forward to the day when you are unchained unfettered and you can use your freedom to its fullest potential is there anything else that you would like to share with my audience before we cut out of here um hey god wins baby so hold the line patriots because god wins this is the apocalypse and when i say apocalypse a lot of people have a negative connotation to that word all it means is it is a lifting of the veil during a time of mass deception so it, in the end, God wins, baby. And the truth there, you know, like it says in the Bible, nothing that is in the darkness will not be brought to light. And you are witnessing what sages and saints, prophets and shamans have wished they could witness for millennia. This is the shift. We are coming into the golden age of Aquarius. We are coming into an age of enlightenment, an age of ascension, an age of technological and spiritual evolution that has been watched uh, from afar for millennia. And people have anticipated living during the time that you are living. So rejoice for guess what? Heaven is coming and we will have a new heaven here on this new earth. Cheers to you, brother. God bless you. And you. thank you again for coming on. Amazon, Amazon, everybody buys things off of Amazon and then they give their money to China or they give money to leftist, communist, Marxist programs. They support what we despise. So vote with your dollar, folks. Stop going to Amazon. I know. There's nothing out there that is going to help America first, small businesses, especially those that are veteran owned and is a good enough competitor to Amazon to make it worth your time. You are wrong. MammothNation.com, frontline competitor to Amazon. Everything that they handle is strictly vetted to make sure those companies are America first. And they focus a lot on veteran owned small businesses. You can get everything that your basket of deplorables may need to be filled with. Get whatever your patriotic heart desires. And they are offering a wonderful 30% discount. So you can help and vote with your dollar.
get the things that you want, the things that you need, and tell Amazon where they can stick it. MammothNation.com. Get a 30% discount by using the promo code of FREEDOMJ6. That's FREEDOM, the letter J, the number 6. Tell them Pi sent you. MammothNation.com, promo code FREEDOMJ6. And start focusing on America first and telling China to get out of our pocket and tell Amazon where they can go next. There you go. Straight from the voice of Jacob Angeli. You guys might know him as Jacob Chansley, but he prefers to be called Jacob Angeli, which, out of respect, is what we do. I don't see him as the QAnon shaman. That is a smear tactic created by the mainstream media to discredit him. He has a lot of interesting facts and theories. His story is truly compelling. And it is a fact, believe it or not, that these patents are out there. We have technologies that seem like science fiction. Why aren't they applied? Who knows? Maybe they're patents, but they're ineffective. Maybe they have not been put into a practical application. Maybe there's other reasons that you would have to find on your own. But that's his story. That's the message that he wanted to share with you, America. We decided that he was not going to speak about January 6th. I am very thankful that he shared parts of his incarceration and how that affected him and his life. But he was made the face of the movement by the media, even though his role in January 6th was minimal. But you've heard it even from himself that the media trying to take credit for getting him released to the halfway house was false. We said it here. People didn't believe us. But we told you it was already predetermined that he was going to that halfway house. It was just a coincidence that it happened right after Tucker Carlson released the video. Now, I'm not speaking negatively about Tucker. We all know how that ended with him at Fox. He's now just on Twitter, as far as I know, not beholden to any corporate entity. And I enjoyed his reporting. I enjoyed the fact that he wrote his own material, his own stories, his own broadcast was written by him. We see many people, such as James O'Keefe, formerly of Project Veritas, be ostracized because they dared to share their narrative. Uninhibited, unfiltered, they dared to take the chains off of freedom. And that is what we try to do here. If you noticed, there's no ad for Spotify at the beginning of my uh, broadcast today. That is because they, for whatever reason, because we were not given one, have decided to not have us do an ad campaign for this month or for this cycle. Don't know what the reasons are, but it's still not going to stop us from taking the chains off of freedom and sharing our side of the story. 
I'm actually very thankful that they still allow us to be on this platform. Many other platforms have banned us, deleted our accounts. YouTube, Facebook, my personal account off of Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Discord. The list is long of places that I am not allowed because I dare to think for myself. I dare to question the narrative. And this is a plight that many of you can relate to as well. And for that, we salute you. Because the Brandon administration ain't got nothing on we the people because we're Americans. And it's going to stay that way. Until next time. Peace. Oh, say can you see by the dawn? Hey. Hey, 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 hey,